What's up, everybody? It's Sam from the Anime Summit Podcast, and I'm here to bring you the Anime Summit Newscast. And today, I'll tell you what, it's December 13th, 2019. Christmas is only like, I don't know, a week and a half, like a week and a half away, right? A week and a half away? A week and a half away. And um, because, so today we're going gonna to be, do the news a little different, okay? Because um, we just did a 2020 hype episode with shocking from the our anime podcast go check that out okay um and then also go check out the our anime podcast aka the tokyo podfathers podcast um pretty cool podcast really really i mean what i like in podcasts and this is just me right i'm not saying that this is what it is but me personally i like the ones where it sounds like friends just fucking geeking out and that one they have like eight different people in the group you know and then they have guests too, you know, and it always just is just like different friends hanging out. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like what I like about the Project Manga podcast. That's what I like about the After Hours Nerdy, the Weebology podcast. Like that's why I like those. You know what I mean? Um, and I've I've been told that that's why people like ours. You know, we just sound like a bunch of friends nerding out. And I've always said that Anime Summit is like all of us, right? It's not just me, Nick, and Danny. It's all of us. It's everyone. So like, I love it. Anyway, I don't know why I went into that tangent. Oh, because uh, uh, <laughs> um, what I was saying was uh, we, we – <laughs> stupid idiot. I just like going on tangents. Today, um, we're going to do a little more of a free-for-all newscast. So I have a bunch of anime news and some non-anime news mixed in there, and I'm just going to go along like through it. And then um, we're going to talk about the game, the game awards, um, mainly just like the winners and – and just kind of go over it and just for fun have a little free-for-all because you know what it's the holidays it's getting close to christmas i've been really busy really tired just like banging out a bunch of jobs at my day job and <laughs> get it bun banging out a bunch of jobs <laughs> 69 uh but like no just like it's it's um it's getting it's getting busy and i thought it'd be fun to kind of just do a free-for-all to take a little more relaxing um night with my newscast so um, yeah, before all of that, though, I do got to dedicate this episode to actor, uh, Rene Abriyonois, Abriyonois, I, I don't know how to say his last name, excuse me, um, Rene Abriyonois passed away this past Sunday, um, due to met, uh, metastatic lung cancer, and he was 79 years old. Um, he is best known for his role as Odo in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. He was uh, in the MASH movie. Um, he also voiced like voice characters in anime. Um, he voice. He also co-produced the the film Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland, which actually had a lot of like Asian animators on it. Um, yeah. So he was also in the Legacy of Kane games. That's oh, that's awesome. Legacy of Kane is old school, like PS1 games. Super sick. So, yeah, this one's dedicated to you. Um, rest in peace. Rest in paradise, my friend. This one's for you. So, we're just going to go down the news. We'll take a little break in the in the middle, obviously, just like normal. But you know what, guys? It's like you ever get stressed on the holidays and you just kind of want to, like, take a night 
take it easy with your work or take it easy with whatever you're doing. That's kind of like what tonight is. And I figured it would be okay because, um, like we, we did the hype 2020 episode. So we were already talking about a bunch of like future stuff. So I feel like I didn't have to go too crazy with the anime news since a lot of it, what I'm getting is, as 2020 stuff. And I do have some 2020 hype things here in here though, to talk about or to mention, but yeah, other than that, let's just let's just go. Let's just go. Go for it. All right. Um new Beyblade project debuts in spring 2020. That's really cool. This is a new Beyblade Beyblade anime coming out. The latest one was Beyblade Burst Rise. Uh the ongoing series debuted in Japan on April 5th on the Korokoro Comics YouTube channel and on the Takarotomi channel streaming service. Canadian television channel Teletoon will air the series. Um yeah, dude, that's really fun cool. Um, the first Beyblade Burst anime uh, premiered in April 2016, and the uh, first first one what was the first like the original. I think the original one was just called Beyblade, right? Yeah, the original one was just called just called Beyblade. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm a fan of the original. I don't know nothing about the new ones like Burst or any of those, and I actually do have some Beyblades. Um, so yeah. I should see if I can find him and make a video. If you want me to make a vlog about my Beyblades, let me know on the Discord. <laughs> uh, Funimation to stream ID Invaded Virtual World Suspense Anime's first two episodes for 24 hours. Funimation announced on Friday that it will begin streaming the first two episodes of the original television anime project, ID Invaded, in Japanese with English subtitles on Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the episodes will be available for 24 hours. So, yeah, it looks pretty cool. ID Invaded looks super sick. It's coming out in 2020. That's going to be, I don't know, it looks fucking cool. Like, I just don't even know. Netflix adds Nino Kuni anime film in U.S. on January 16th. If you're a fan of Nino Kuni, the Nino Kuni series, um, Warner Brothers Japan and Level 5's Nino Kuni anime film will be in the United States on January 16th on Buttflix. Um, the film features an original story in which, though a certain incident, the three finds you, Haru, and Kotona are able to travel back and forth between reality and another world, Nino Kuni. When the life of the, Koten- of the Kotona in both worlds is simultaneously put in danger, the three friends must make the ultimate choice, quote-unquote. So, hell yeah, Yoshiyuki Momose is the character designer. He did Legend of the Galactic Heroes and Only Yesterday in Pompoko. He also was a storyboard storyboarder for Only Yesterday in Pompoko. He returned from the game series to direct the film, and Hayao Miyazaki's longtime collaborator, Joe Hisaishi, returned to compose the music. So, hell yeah, it's essentially kind of like another Ghibli film. Um, I have only played the first Nino Kuni, and I never beat it. Um, other than that, I've never, like, I've never, like even like played them enough i think there's like a collection that's coming out for ps4 right or you can get them on the playstation network on ps4 maybe i should play them because i i know they're like really fucking great they're really fun um at least the first one of what i played was so yeah there you go january 16th dr stone anime gets second season dr stone stone wars the 24th and final episode of the television anime adaptation adaptation of boichi and richiro nagaki's dr stone manga announced on friday the anime is getting a second season the second season will focus on the stone wars story arc so there you go um for those of you who are reading dr stone and know what that's all about there you go i mean they knew we knew there's gonna be more so here's some game awards like unveiling shit no more heroes 3 game unveils new trailer i'm not even gonna talk about or like 
like fucking summarize what the trailer was, you just have to watch it. It there's like a there's like a little minute trailer and then there's like an extended trailer um that you can watch. And I'm not even going to no more Heroes 3, man. No more Heroes 3. I can't believe we're finally getting an actual third No More Heroes game. I'm so excited for it. Um, Travis Strikes Back was kind of whatever. It was okay. It was like a quick game that they made. But this is actually No More Heroes 3, like an actual entry to the game, so uh, to the series. And if you've ever played the No More Heroes games, they're super fun. Second one, not as good story-wise as the first one. Not as even good gameplay-wise even. Um, but this looks like it's going to be the stuff like legit and it's it was announced by nintendo's youtube channel which means it's going to be on switch which means you'll probably be able to use the joy cons to um you know do like suplex moves and stuff like you could with the wiimotes which in my opinion was another like reason why that game was super fun um but yeah hell yeah here's another one on nintendo's youtube channel that they announced um bravely default 2 the Game Awards event announced on Thursday that the Square Enix is developing Bravely Default 2, a new installment in the Bravely Default series for the Nintendo Switch next year. Square Enix released the original Bravely Default Flying Fairy game for the Nintendo 3DS in October 2012. An enhanced version of the game titled Bravely Default for the sequel in Japan, shipped in Japan on Nintendo 3DS 2013, North America in February. The Square Enix released Bravely Second and Layer. Nintendo 3DS sequel game in Japan in 2015, in Europe 2016, and in North America 2016. Yeah, so I think Bravely Second is, like, a direct sequel to the first one, and this is actually, like, the second installment of the series. It's kind of like there's Final Fantasy uh, 13 and 13-2 and 10 and 10-2, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's going to be like that. I really think that Square Enix is doing... I I have the first one, the, the first Bravely Default, I have not played it yet, but from what I hear, I hear that this is going to be, like, in probably, like, five years, going to be, like, their main shit, their main franchise that they're going to be doing on top of Final Fantasy because it's such a really, like, cool game and everything. So I'm going to start playing that for sure now after they announce this one. I do have it, and I do have a 3DS now thanks to one of our patrons, Sean. Shout out to Sean. Yeah, so I'm going to play that for show. Um, that will save to the end because that's a that's a game awards shit. Here's another trailer that they they released during the game awards or unveiled in the game awards. Uh, is just another Final Fantasy VII trailer, a new trailer for Final Fantasy VII, the remake. I'm so excited for the remake. Like at first, and and you know I did like an opinion piece on it or whatever, like a couple months ago. Um, but honestly, honestly, it's looking sweet. And like at first when they like when they first announced. Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then they talked about how it was going to come out in episodes. But then, like, j- like a few months ago when we were talking about it, they, they had said that one episode is going to be, like, the length of, like, like, it's going to be the same length as, like, Final Fantasy VIII by itself or even more. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. Which means, like, there can't be that many episodes, right? Because Final Fantasy VII story is already written, so, like, how much... You know, how much can you do? How much are they going to, how much extra are they going to let you like do? Like, you know what I mean? This is honestly too, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's extra stuff, like extra story stuff. Obviously that's the case. They would not be able to like, um, add that much in just the first episode without them having to add more content or more meat to the story. You know, I think, 
it's if you're making a full-on remake like this why not you know what i mean i kind of liken it to um uh brian lee o'malley when he he didn't remake scott pilgrim but he re-released um the mangas in uh called the color edition the scott pilgrim color edition and it's basically just a colored a full colored version of the of the of the novels but he went back and even like redrew like some parts that he wasn't happy with like um like you like for example it could be in as, as small as changing someone's like smirk a little bit or like the someone's eyes were looking a different way he changed the eyes to look a different way you know like to like look from left to right in the new one to change to adding like a whole nother page you know what i mean like he he added stuff on top of like remaking it or not re- not really remaking it but coloring it you know so I kind of liken it to that. Like, there's no way if you're gonna fucking remake the whole thing, like a full-on remake like this, you might as well. You know what I mean? You might as well add, clean up stuff, change, you know, fix some things. Hopefully, they're not going to like, you know, completely change something that was from the original. I don't think they're doing anything like that. If anything, it just seems like they're adding a bunch of shit. So that's pretty cool. So I'm excited. Speaking of Final Fantasy, Square Enix, and all that stuff. Kingdom Hearts 3 Games DLC launches for PS4 on January 23rd. Um, Tuesday, they announced on Tuesday that the planned Remind DLC for Square Enix's Kingdom Hearts 3 game will launch for the PS4 on January 23rd. The presentation also unveiled a new trailer for the DLC, which also revealed some Final Fantasy characters. Remember, remember when we talked about that, I talked about that also, was that there were no Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts 3. And I'm sorry if that's a spoiler to some people. Um, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, I mean, there there isn't um, actually. There, if you haven't played Kingdom Hearts three yet, um, there 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 is not any Final Fantasy characters in it. So uh, Kingdom Hearts three Remind is set to be like, um, it, it's supposed to be like the final mix version of the game, kind of like um, uh. Kingdom Hearts Final Mix and Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix Plus. But um, this actually adds, like, whole other parts to it. And actually, you get to play the parts where Sora goes after Kairi um, when she dies. I just spoiled more shit. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I mean, it, it's the trailer kind of spoils it. For, I mean, honestly, um, you know... Uh, you know, don't watch the trailer if you haven't played. I I fucking just spoiled it. I I will put that in the description. There are spoilers for Kingdom Hearts three in the newscast. I will make sure I put that. Um, but yes. Uh, honestly, I'm excited. Um, I'm I'm probably gonna buy it. This will be like the first time in a long time that I've paid for DLC. The last time I did was when I bought the movie version of Broly and Bardock in Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, man, I don't buy DLC really at all. So, um, Microsoft reveals the Xbox Series X platform for 2020 holiday season launch. The Game Awards event revealed on Thursday that Microsoft's new console, previously codenamed Project Scarlet, is named the Xbox Series X. It will debut in the 2020 holiday season. The console will have a new AMD processor, GDDR6 memory, and a next-gen solid-state drive, and will also support 8K resolution hardware accelerated ray tracing and variable refresh rates halo infinite will be the launch title for the console 
Um, I'm looking at the picture of it right now, and it looks fucking dumb. It looks stupid. Like, it. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm used to my consoles being horizontal, and if they are vertical, they're very slim vertical because they were meant to be vertical or horizontal. And this this system looks like it's just, like, supposed to be straight-up vertical. Maybe you can put it horizontal. It looks like you can put it horizontal, too, but it looks dumb. It looks like a fucking Alexa thing that you yell at or speak into. Um, and also, these names are fucking dumb. You had the Xbox, and then you had the Xbox 360, which was which was kind of cool. It was it was okay, I guess. It was weird. But, you know, like, because you'd think they would call it the 180 since it would turn around and be, be something else. But I don't know. Um, then they called this next one the Xbox One. And now we call that the X-Bone. And now this one's called the Xbox Series X. And when they were talking about it in the Discord yesterday, some of the our Discord members, they were like, the Xbox Series X, the the XX, the Xbox X. <laughs> like, like that one episode of Family Guy where he accidentally gives the toy, like the Christmas presents away. And he finds it like at this trailer home. And it's like these two brothers. And like, it's my Xbox. And her name is Sony. <laughs> Like, that's what I'm imagining. Like, I don't know. Um, but you know what? Uh, sorry, I fucking dropped my uh, my pen there. Uh, my marker. Um, uh, you know, like, I don't know. I'm excited to see what it's going to look like. Obviously, they announced the PS5, and we're getting that in December of uh, next year. You know, a year from now. And uh, I'm excited, man. That's going to be crazy. And I, and th- this is coming out also, 2020 holiday season. So we're going to get both at the same time. Right, right. This is gonna be another, another Xbox One versus PS4 battle. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe we'll shift all. We'll all shift over to the Xbox Series X. I don't know. Who knows? But the PS5 is also going to be backwards compatible. So any PS4 games you have, boom, play on that bitch. Bushy Road, Kadokawa jointly acquire sixty three point six percent of Kinema Citrus Studios shares. Uh, I'll I'll tell you this. So Kinema Citrus. They're known for recent animations. Uh, that uh, they're known. They're the studio known for recent shows such as Maiden and Abyss, Review Starlight, Resident Evil Shield Hero, which is a pretty big franchise right now. Um, they also did Bottom Biting Bug, uh, Yu Yu Shiki, Black Bullet, Scorching Ping Pong Girls, and uh, and Barakamon. You know, so um, Something that I know about Bushy Road is they, 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 the thing about Bushy Road is they own a bunch of stuff. They own card game. They do a bunch of card games. They make their own card game and tabletop accessories. They also own, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, video, they do video games. They do anime. And it, they, in my opinion, Bushy Road is kind of like they're becoming, the company that's becoming too big for their britches and they just want to buy everything. And I've seen the way Bushy Road handles some of their properties, whether it be Y Schwartz or some of their anime or whatever. And it's not like, I mean, it doesn't like these fucking buddy card, these, these anime card, card game animes that they have, you know, like Vanguard and buddy fight and all that luck and logic. I mean that they, they're not, handled with the best quality they're fine as animes like they're okay if you're into that stuff you know but like it, i don't know it, i i just i it bushiro it's the kind of company that in my opinion from and also from 
a little bit of personal experience uh, being a Weishwartz judge, um, they kind of value qu- quantity over quality. And that's just my opinion. If you know something I don't, um, then I, please feel free to tell me. Like, obviously, if I'm talking you know, nonsense, please call me out and tell me. But, like, that's just from my personal experience and from what I've seen uh, dealing with Bushy Road. So, um, and I've judged um, the the, the, the Schwartz tournaments I did judge. They weren't American-sanctioned uh, tournaments. They were for Japan, um, thanks to uh, the company Heart of the Cards. They, they allow American players to compete in uh, the Japanese series, um, as well, which is pretty cool. Um, and that those are the ones I judged. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, if I'm wrong, fucking tell me, obviously, you know, I, I can be pretty ignorant sometimes, sometimes, but like, that's just from my personal experience. So anyway, uh, this is a good place to pause. Let's take a small break right here. Boom, check that out for me. Okay, links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. Patreon.com slash animesummit. Go there and become a patron today. And uh, you'll get exclusive stuff, exclusive vlogs, patron-only cast. First, now I got merch, our merch line that we're dropping next year. And um, you get a Discord-only channel, a patron-only channel for the Discord. All that good stuff. So please become a patron today. Um, shout out to Shocking and our anime podcast. They were on our late, they were guests on our latest episode. So go check out that podcast and, uh, hell yeah, guys. Also leave us an iTunes review. We will read them on the show and, um, we're trying to get to a hundred views. When we get, once we get to a hundred reviews, we're going to do something special for y'all. So yeah, do that. Anyway, back to it. This is some big news right here. Um, we're going to move that to the end. Um, Tarantino, uh, Quentin Tarantino said Kill Bill Volume 3 is still in the cards. And I know that they had mentioned, like, last, like, at the end of last year, they had said something like, if they were going to do it, it would be at least three years from now. And he stated that he was recently talking to Uma Thurman about it. And th- um, I know Quentin Tarantino, and he, he might have gone back on this already. Um, but, um,. It could also be, um, like, it, the um, what is the character's name? Vernita Green, uh, Copperhead. Her daughter, like, how her daughter saw her, she saw the bride, like, kill Vernita Green in the kitchen, or her mom, essentially, and that it would be her coming back for revenge, because the bride did say to her, she was like, it was not my intention to do this in front of you, but if you're still raw about it, I'll be waiting. And, you know, it's just kind of like, it's kind of cool. So, you know, that that could be a possibility for the movie. Um, but, yeah, that'd be sick. I love, I love Kill Bill. So do you remember, la- was it last week or the week before, we talked about that, that key visual for that anime called Overflow, and it was like a straight upskirt shot with the logos covering. It was like two girls and a guy, and it was also covering his crotch as well, even though he's wearing, like, straight-up shorts, like, uh, you know, uh, cargo shorts. But, like... It's a rom-com. It's like a raunchy rom-com. Obviously, it's a bunch of... The the two girls in it have huge knockers. One of them has huger knockers than the other. Panty shots. And they're both... It's like a love triangle. It's, it, it, it seems really, really kind of like lame, right? But uh, I might give it a chance just to like 
I mean, because it, it does look it does look pretty, honestly. Like the the way it, the, the the trailer they unveiled the trailer and yeah, um, they unveiled the trailer recently. So I I watched it and I, I it actually does look really pretty. Like it looks and the animation looks you know decent. The art style is really cute. The girls obviously, although being in high school, look super cute. Obviously, um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not a fan of raunchy comedies, really. I'm not a fan of, like, American Pie or, like, any of those movies. You know, like, I've, I've always thought, even growing up, I thought they were stupid. Um, a couple of them are funny. Some of them are just, like, dumb as hell. But, like, yeah. Uh, you let me know. Like, we talked about it, actually, on the on the recent podcast episode with Shocking. So, uh, yeah, look it up. You should look it up. It's called Overflow. Um, singer Shoko Nakagawa selected as the Olympic torchbearer. That's fucking cool. So she, um, she actually has guest starred as a voice act- actor in a lot of Pokemon films, but she's most known as the singer for the Grand Lagan OP theme song, Sorairo Days. Um, she's also, she also draws comics and shit. And I guess like a couple years ago, she like, and I think I talked about this on the, we might've talked about this in the news when we did the news on the regular podcast. Um, she tweeted like her book, she drew a book called, uh, Chibita no Seika, Seika runner, which is Chibita, the Olympic torchbearer. And she wrote, she tweeted the pictures of the book and wrote to think that I drew in Chibita no Seika runner has come true. It's an even bigger miracle than a dream that Chibita, Chibita brought. So like it was really yeah, it's really cool like I, I I wonder if they also chose her for that just also for that reason alone you know like but yeah the Tokyo 2020 Olympic torch relay will take place from March 26 um on the Fukushima prefecture the torch will be will travel through all 47 prefectures in Japan before finally being carried to Tokyo the Tokyo segment of the relay will take place from July 10th to 24th other celebrities who were chosen to be torchbearers include the sumo wrestler uh, Hakuho Show, rugby player Michael Leitch, and cartoon idol Kazuya Kamenashi. So yeah, that's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. Pretty sick. Yo Yoshinari triggers BNA brand new animal anime reveals cast visual story April 2020 debut. Um, I'm excited for this. Fucking, we have a squirrel girl, raccoon girl, face Johnson. Uh, we have uh, Wolfface Johnson, and uh, he, he well actually he's a misanthrope. He's a misanthrope. Shiro Ogami, and we have some other cute characters. Um, the anime. So remember we talked about this like a couple months ago, but they had only revealed the um, logo. In the anime story, in the 21st century, the existence of animal humans came to light after being hidden in the darkness of history. Michiro lived life as a normal human. Until one day, she suddenly turns back into a Tanuki human. She runs away and takes refuge in a special city area called Anima City that was set up 10 years ago for animal humans to be able to live as themselves. There, Michiru meets Shiro, a wolf human who hates humans. Through Shiro, Michiru starts to learn about the worries, lifestyle, and joys of the animal humans. As Michiru and Shiro try to learn why Michiru suddenly turned into an animal human, they unexpectedly get wrapped up in a large incident. So yeah, yeah, fucking Wolfface Johnson and uh, Tanuki Face Johnson, and I'm excited for that. I mean, it's it's fucking triggering Animal Face Johnson. It's a perfect combo. Perfect combo. 
Tekken 7 game reveals season pass three characters, Ganryu and Fukumram. Uh, this is exciting, man. Fucking Leroy Smith, Fukumram, and Ganryu. Obviously, Ganryu is a classic character. He's the sumo wrestler, much like Eddie Honda. Tekken 7 launched for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Windows PC via Steam June 7, 2017. I just bought Tekken 7, actually. I bought um, Tekken 7 on Cyber Monday because it was like... It was like fucking ten bucks, like legit. It it was fucking awesome, and um, yeah. So I have not installed it or tried to play it yet, um, although I I will most likely uh, soon here. But speaking of Tekken, okay, I saw this article today. I actually have to pull it from my phone because I didn't uh, send, uh, send it to myself, but I I, I screen capped it last night on Twitter. Tekken series producer Katsuhiro Harada posted a lighthearted poll asking if fans are still excited for the mysteriously delayed title Tekken Cross Street Fighter. It's definitely a fair question to ask at this point, with Tekken 7 still dominating the competitive scene and Street Fighter V Champion Edition announced for the release in early 2020. Um, but yeah, he like posted this little fucking um, poll, and the tweet says, Let me be honest, what percentage of you are really wanting... Are really waiting for sorry not wanting waiting for Tekken Cross Street Fighter. My marketing view is that T that TK7 and SF5 are selling very well, so there is no opportunity to drop TK Cross SF on the market. Um, so like originally what had happened was, um, the, the and back in whenever that fucking game came out, it was like 2012, 2000 yeah 2012 right. Um, it, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. There was there were supposed to be two games. There was supposed to be Street Fighter Cross Tekken that played like Street Fighter Four, with Tekken characters um, designed like Street Fighter Four characters, and it played like Street Fighter Four very much so, um, with some other mechanics involved. And then there was supposed to be another game that was by Capcom. Then Bandai was supposed to Bandai Namco was supposed to do a game called Tekken Cross Street Fighter, where it was the same thing. But Street Fighter characters designed as Tekken characters, and it would play like the latest Tekken entry, which at that time I believe was was Tekken Six or Tekken Five Dark Resurrection. And um, honestly, um, nobody knew what happened. It just they just kind of just didn't do it. And um, it also might have had to do with the fact that um, people were upset about the the controversy surrounding Street Fighter Cross Tekken where the DLC was already on the disc and uh, coders and programmers and hackers were able to tap into the disc's code and unlock them and then put it back in their Xbox or or whatever and play the characters. Um, so it was, it, was, it was really weird because it was kind of like... The, it, it, what they were going to do was basically not really update the game but already have the characters in the game and just send you a patch that would unlock that part of the disc. Or, and it was just really shitty. It seemed like a really shitty thing uh, to do. You basically gave us... We bought the whole game with the DLC characters in it already. And you were just going to sell us a thing that unlocked that part of this, a disc and make us pay an extra $20, you know. And uh, it was a really shitty thing. You can look it up. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's why that didn't come out. So, yeah, it ended up just not coming out. Um, so, you know, it, it, I'm... Here's what I'm what I'm what I'm happy about. I'm seeing Street Fighter, Tekken, Final Fantasy characters jumping all over the place. You got Final Fantasy, Street Fighter, and 
King of Fighters characters and Fatal Fury, I should say, in Smash Brothers. You have Street Fighter characters in Tekken 7. You have Final Fantasy characters and Walking the Walking Dead TV of TV series The Walking Dead characters in Tekken 7. You have you have Geese Howard from Fatal Fury and King of Fighters in Tekken 7. And then you have Capcom that just has they don't have none of that. They don't have anything. They just have characters from their other Capcom properties. And I'm kind of noticing a pattern. You got Super Smash Brothers who's just who's letting everyone anyone and everyone onto their arena, right? You got Tekken 7 who's now basically letting anyone and everyone in their arena. I mean, for God's sakes, Bandai Namco when they did Soul Calibur, you know, 3, they had fucking Yoda and Darth Vader. You know? And we, they even had Link in Soul Calibur 2 if you got it on GameCube. So, like, I don't know. I'm just kind of noticing a pattern. I, I mean, actually, I wouldn't say I'm noticing a pattern. I'm just saying there's another thing I'm noticing about Capcom's uh, poopiness. And, you know, just think about that for a minute, right? I mean, it's just like, let's go. Let's do it. Like, right? It's like Capcom never wants to do shit unless it just benefits them. You know what I mean? It's just like, come on, man. Be cool. Obviously... Capcom, if Capcom doesn't go for it, they can't do it, right? So we'll see what happens. Tekken Cross Street Fighter would be sick. So here's the big piece of news, and then we'll get into the Game Awards stuff. Um, Warner Brothers removes live-action Akira film from schedule. Yes. Um, So we had talked about this a couple weeks ago, talking about how Taika Waititi, who did uh, Jojo Rabbit, Thor Ragnarok, Hunt for the Wilder People, um, he was slated to direct the film. He explained in October that the filming schedule for Akira kept getting pushed back due to the staff working really hard on the script until production began to overlap with YTD directing Marvel Thor, uh, Thor 4 film, which was uh, Love and Thunder. And he added, now we have had to take Akira and shift it around to the tail end of Thor and move it down a couple of years. YTD ended up ended the discussion by stating, we're still going to make it. So... Uh, YTD was reportedly in the process of choosing the two lead roles from among Japanese actors and the studio originally delayed the project to allow him time for that process. However, Variety Magazine noted in July that there may be more creative disagreements over the project. I'm going to be honest with you. If it gets, if it ends up getting delayed or just not happening at all, that's fine. I, I, I feel like Akira is just one of those properties you don't touch. Obviously, my opinion doesn't. My opinion by itself doesn't mean that much, and they're not gonna. They're probably still gonna do it anyway. Obviously, it didn't mean that much when we all talked about Cowboy Bebop being adapted. Um, I also thought that was another property that should not be should not have been touched, but now it's been touched, obviously, and also delayed because John Cho got you know hurt on set. But you know, um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what Taika Waititi says and everything. You know, God forbid that they release a trailer, we all bitch about it, and they change it, right? Like, just like they did with Sonic and Cats. Um, but, yeah. So, let's go over the Game Awards. Here's the big thing at the end. Game, let's go over the Game Awards, shall we? Keep in mind that I have not played a lot of these games, obviously. Um, I only know from what I've watched people play or seen on YouTube or whatever, okay? So, uh, VR, AR game, the winner for that was Beat Saber. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, winner for strategy game was Fire Emblem Three Houses. I mean, the other competitors in this were not even... I mean, Total War? Come on, fuck off with that. That's stupid. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, I've heard, was fucking sick, though. Like, God, I gotta play that. 
Best sports racing game, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't really know. That's really weird. Um, score and music, Death Stranding. Role-playing game, Disco Elysium. Uh, that's actually fucking stupid. Why didn't Final Fantasy fourteen, Kingdom Hearts 3, or the Monster Hunter World Iceborne win? What the hell is Disco Elysium? I've never even heard of this. Hold on, I'm gonna Google search this real quick. What is this garbage? Is this what is this game? This looks dumb. What is this? Can someone explain to me what this is? This looks stupid. Final Fantasy fourteen, Monster Hunter, and Kingdom Hearts three. And that one? Come on, it looks dumb. It's stupid. Best performance, Mads Mikkelsen for his portrayal in uh Death Stranding. Uh, best ongoing game, Fortnite, which won over Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, and Apex Legends. I mean, I can't say that that's not wrong, but I'll also say that that sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, best narrative, Disco Elysium. Again, I don't know what the fuck that is. No one cares. It's fucking dumb. Uh, best multiplayer game, Apex Legends. Over Borderlands 3, Modern Warfare, Tetris 99, and Tom Clancy's The Division 2. That's really crazy. Like, Fortnite wasn't a part of that category? Hmm. Best mobile game, Call of Duty Mobile. Best independent game, Disco Elysium. Oh, man. Over Baba Is You, uh, Outer Wilds, Untitled Goose Game, and Katana Zero. Games for Impact, Greece, or Gris. Best Game Direction, Death Stranding. Fresh Indie Game. How is that any different from Best Independent Game? Disco Elysium. Okay, whatever. Best Fighting Game, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Now, this one over Jump Force, Dead or Alive 6, Mortal Kombat 11, and Samurai Showdown. Uh, so, yeah. Best Family Game, Luigi's Mansion 3. Wow, over Super Smash Bros., huh? Oh, well, it's another Nintendo, right? Uh, best Esports Team, G2 Esports. They went against the Astralis, OG, the San Francisco Shock, and Team Liquid. Best esports player, uh, Booga. Best esports host, uh, I don't know how to say that person's name. S J O K Z Soaks, Soaks. I don't. This is how you can tell how often I watch uh, esports stuff. Esports game of the year, League of Legends. I honestly would have rather had Fortnite win that one. Uh. Best that one that one over Overwatch and Dota two. I mean, I can see why I won over Dota two honestly and Fortnite, but Overwatch, come on. Uh, best esports event: League of Legends World Championships twenty nineteen. I mean, that goes by the numbers, obviously. So, best esports coach: Zonic. Best content creator of the year: Shroud. I'm not gonna disagree with that one. Uh, best community support: Destiny two. Best Audio Design, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Best Art Direction, Control. Best Action Adventure Game, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Damn, over Link's Awakening Remake, huh? Shit. Over the Resident Evil 2 Remake. Oh yeah, there's a Resident Evil 3 Remake coming out, guys. I don't know if you saw that. Resident Evil 3 looks sick. Best Action Game, Devil May Cry 5. Oh man, over over Gears 5 and Call of Duty, by the way. And Game of the Year, the nominees were 
Outer Worlds, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Death Stranding, Control, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And the winner of that was Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I mean, I can't disagree with that, honestly. That is... That is pretty cool. I mean, Sekiro... I, I didn't get to play it. I still haven't played it. I'm still going to play it. Um, But I've watched people play like you know like some of the game and i've heard nothing but good things about it i've literally heard nothing bad about that game and i mean it just is you know super smash brothers ultimate won other awards they were bound to win awards this year regardless i think um super smash brothers i mean and so so did death stranding so yeah that's pretty cool so, what do you guys think of the Game Awards, huh? Did you guys think they were exciting? I, I heard you guys... Do, I, I was watching you guys do the play-by-play on our Discord. Um, and, you know, what you were excited for and what you weren't excited for. Um, but uh, they announced Wolf Among Us 2 uh, also, which I have seen a lot of you guys were super fucking excited about. And, um, yeah, dude, that's pretty sweet. And and uh, an MMO... An MMO... RP, action RPG that takes place in the world of Magic the Gathering. Like, that is freaking sweet. That is sweet. That is sweet. Um, they... I think a lot of people also thought they were going to announce a lot of other stuff that they didn't. I saw some people on our Discord, such as uh, our homie Jeremy Thunderstrikes on Discord, said that um, I thought they were going to announce, like, you know... Uh, uh, you know, a new Marvel's Capcom or a new Mario Sunshines, um, you know, which is a fucking great game. Mario Sunshine on GameCube, sweet game. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to know what you guys think. What are you guys most excited for? Uh, let me know, okay? G- get me back into video games because I'm fucking out of it. I definitely want to get into Tekken 7 since a lot of people are playing that. A lot of my friends in the fighting game community who are big on the fighting games that I was into love Tekken 7 are also really um into and getting good at like at Tekken 7 so like hell yeah I'm excited let me know what you guys think hit me up on the discord join our discord links.animesummit.net and uh boom that being said I've been Sam and this has been the Anime Summit newscast